And welcome to Talk to Talk. I am Buzz Eisenberg. I'm Bill Newman. I am very pleased to have in the studio today Doreen Reyes. You might know her as Doreen Cunningham. Uh, she's recently married uh, within the last year, and so we have a name change. Welcome so much to you, Doreen, for being here. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, um, I am really glad to have you. We've been, um, well, anyone uh, who lives in this region has been, uh, for the last couple of years, very much aware of what's happened in the Amherst schools. Um, it's very difficult to sort of recap it briefly because it's a story that's loaded with developments. Um, but basically, some students through an article, a student newspaper called The Graphic, alleged that, um, that LGBTQ plus uh, kids, trans kids, had been the uh, victims of bullying and mistreatment at the Amherst uh, Regional School System, in particular during the middle school. Um, as a result, tumult ensued. You, at that time, were the assistant superintendent, the then superintendent, Michael Morris, um, and you were in charge of diversity, equity, human resources, I believe, during race. And... Um, Changes happened. We had five uh, resignations resulting from this, I guess tumult is a fair word, um, by school committee members. Um, we had, you were placed on, uh, on suspension. Um, you are an African-American woman. You alleged that the, that suspension was unfair. You then subsequently um, filed with the Massachusetts Commission Against Discrimination, which is a procedural step necessary for a lawsuit, a civil rights claim, that in fact it was a discriminatory act that resulted in your suspension, that you were treated in a disparate way relative to other people who were involved, including three counselors who were, I'm using in air quotes, implicated in the allegations in the graphic of the mistreatment of um, kids. I can go on with this for a very long time. We have an interim superintendent, uh, Douglas Slaughter, who was previously a finance guy. He's now the interim superintendent of Amherst while a search is about to ensue for a full-time superintendent. Um, and Douglas Slaughter, I believe, is the one who actually suspended you. Is that right? It is. So we are, I could keep going, except that nobody wants to hear from me, <laughs> and everybody wants to hear from you. And um, we are really grateful that we get to hear your perspective. It's been shielded from the press until very recently, so we haven't been able to sort of get a transparent look into what your allegations are, and we're glad to, to be able to explore that with you today. So once again, thank you for being here. Well, thank you once again for having me. So to just get started, I like that you put my entire title out there as the former assistant superintendent of diversity, equity, and mostly, and most importantly, human resources. So that shows that I was working with the adults. When I was placed on leave, I was placed on leave pending the results of a Title IX investigation pertaining to students. So at the time that I was placed on leave, they all knew that I did not work with students. Yet and still, they placed me on leave pending the results of something pertaining to students. So the question is, when you were hired as an assistant superintendent in charge of diversity, equity, and human resources, was the expectation that you would forge your job to work with students and make sure that they weren't victimized by discriminatory acts, such as the ones alleged in the graphic? Or is it that was your job description? You are to be focused on human resources, which was what? 
which was it? Right. So <clears throat> when I was start when I started, my job focus was on human resources, the adults, helping to increase the diversity was one of the goals that the um, school equity task forces they were known they were a subcommittee of the school committee. The, one of their goals was for me to increase the diversity of the staff until it mirrored the diversity of the students in the district. So that was the main goal. The other goals were to teach and train the staff on diversity, equity, and inclusion issues. So I did a lot of training and I did a lot of investigations with the adults. So I never really saw the kids. I was not around the kids. So once again, to be implicated in a situation that's student-related, it was mind-boggling. Can I ask this question? What were you told about why you were being suspended? What was, the, what was the reason given you? I was told it was political. What did the, I, I kind of doubt the administration said, hi, we're suspending you. It's a political decision. What did they tell you? What did the, what did the right. superintendent or the school system tell you about why you were being suspended? So Doug Slaughter called me into his office, and as I said in my video, I brought in my notepad because I thought we were looking to move the district forward. How are we planning because of all the things that were taking place? And he let me know, oh, there was a school committee meeting the Tuesday. And I said, yes. And he said, and you came out and you said some things in the meeting. And I said, a lot of people came out and said some things in the meeting. And he said, well, we're just going to place you on leave. And I said, Doug, why would I be placed on leave? He didn't have an answer. So I said, I'm not understanding why I'm being placed on leave. And he said, it's political. So, uh, okay, this is uh, what my ears picked up in very un in informal ways, that there was a feeling that as the person in charge of diversity, equity, and then the truth is human resources, and we've been focused on that, but that somehow you should have been aware of what students claim was discriminatory actions, bullying towards trans kids, kids of, uh, you know, gender-based politics kind of thing. In the so, middle school, we should point out. Yes, in the middle school. And so what we've heard is that that was a reason for your suspension, that you didn't do anything to improve diversity and equity for the kids. What do you say to that? I was hired to work with the adults. I got the adults ready to do the things that were needed to improve things for the students. One of the other things that I did hear people come out and say was that I hired the counselor, the ones who were accused of misgendering kids, and I never hired anyone. The way the hiring process works is that the principal of the school hires and the superintendent confirms the hire. I have nothing to do with hiring anyone. But yet and still, people kept coming out. Oh, the counselors that Doreen hired. Doreen did not hire the counselors. They were, again, in air quotes, they were implicated in, in um, the conditions that were reported in the graphic. I just wanted to ask you, if, when you um, heard that you were suspended, I know, I, let me backtrack a little bit. The... Uh, percentage of minority representation in the schools changed while you were assistant superintendent of human resources. Can you talk about that a little bit? Right. So when I started, the percentage were, was about 16%. 
And then we increased during my tenure there to about 32 or 33% of the staff identified as minorities or people of color. Yeah. Bill, did you have uh, something for uh, Doreen Reyes? I do. I'd like to know whether or not in your capacity, in your position as the Director of Human Resources, one of, one of, your, th uh, one of your titles, uh, whether you had supervisory responsibility over the counselors, which would then implicate you perhaps in uh, some with some responsibility for what they did, which was, I think, I think we agree, highly problematic. But did you have that responsibility? I did not supervise any of the staff in the middle school. The supervisory role would be left to the principal of the school, not do the director of human resources or Doreen Cunningham. So why did the Amherst school system, here, here's, the, here's the disconnect in the logic for me. Um, uh, you are a black woman, a very accomplished, um, hired by the school system with specific goals in mind. Why would you in your judgment, become what I think you're saying is the scapegoat for something that you're not responsible for. It doesn't, it doesn't add up for me. Can you help me understand? I'm still trying to figure it out myself. So here goes my MCAD complaint. Because MCAD, when they Mass Commission the Against mass, Discrimination. Right. Mm -hmm. When they placed me on leave, they knew that I did not have any authority over the counselors. They knew I did not hire the counselors. They knew I did not supervise the counselors. They knew I did not work with students. And yet and still, I ended up being placed on leave. And also, the graphic article that everyone kept talking about did not say that I had done anything to students. The graphic, we should point out, is the newspaper, the student newspaper at the high school that actually broke the story about what was happening at the middle school in Amherst. Right. Also, I did hear your recording with the parent of one of the students, the parent who came out and um, said that she was the parent of the child who was bullied. And she said she went and she spoke to the principal of the school. She spoke to the director of family engagement. And she also spoke to the superintendent. No one spoke to me. Yet and still, those other individuals are still at the school, except the superintendent. The other individuals are still there, and they knew what was going on with the kids. Were you aware, um, Doreen Reyes, were you aware of the misgendering issue that some students were exercised about? To the level that they spoke about me being aware, no. What happened was there was an email sent by a para months before in the previous school year saying that there was an individual who may have misgendered or was misgendering students. Uh, Dr. Morris sent that email to me. The superintendent. The former superintendent sent the email to me, and I forwarded it to Kathy Mazur, who was the investigator, former HR director. She investigated the matter. So that was the extent to which I knew of anything taking place. So I, when I sent that email to Kathy Mazur for her to investigate... She then reported her information to Dr. Morris. We are talking to, um, well, I guess, the former assistant superintendent for the MS Pelham Regional Schools, um, Doreen, Doreen Reyes, who at the time was Doreen Cunningham. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to ask um, Doreen why she thinks she was 
put on administrative leave. We'll be right back. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. We are continuing our conversation with Doreen Reyes, formerly Doreen Cunningham, before her marriage within the last year, who was the assistant superintendent for the Amherst Regional School District in charge of diversity, equity, and human resources. And before the break, I asked you, Doreen Reyes, um, what do you think was the reason why you were suspended from your job as assistant superintendent? Well, the June article in the graphic, the student newspaper, mentioned that because of Doreen Cunningham, there were 31.5 fewer white educators in the district. Now, that sounds to me like they're upset. So they couldn't fire me for the work that I was doing because that's what they hired me to do. So they implicated me or tried to implicate me in a sham situation just so that they can remove me. There had previously been problems in Amherst Regional, uh, particularly with respect to one teacher that was alleged to have been racially, at, the, at best, insensitive. And um, so part of what you were doing was trying to remedy the situation by uh, adding minority presence to the faculty and staff. Is it, do I have that right? Right. The role of assistant superintendent, including the diversity, equity, and um, human resources, came about because of the situation that had happened with the Amherst teacher. And they felt that combining the HR piece gave teeth to diversity, equity, and inclusion work, teeth that's not normally included in that kind of work, meaning that there could be consequences. So at times, I would have to investigate those situations um, especially if there's some kind of discriminatory complaint against an employee. And mind you, many of the people who came out that night for the school committee meeting on May 16th, I would say they had investigations against them. So mind you, they had a reason why they did not like Doreen Cunningham. Could you <clears throat> bring us up to date on what happened after you were suspended? At some point, did you uh, resign? Were you fired? How long did the suspension go on for? Tell us about that aspect of the situation. Okay. So I was placed on, sub, on suspension May 19th. And they did not tell me what I was being investigated for at that point in time. May 31st, my attorney received an email from the investigator. And your attorney is? Peter Vickery. Of Amherst. And he... In that email, it, the investigator said that he did not have any written complaints against Doreen Cunningham. I then met with the investigator in July. The investigatory report was delivered in September to the school district. And were you suspended during this entire time? I was still suspended and still was not told why I was being investigated. Were you suspended with pay or without pay? I was suspended with pay. And so finally, in October, I believe it was the 11th or so, whatever that Tuesday of that week was, um, I was sent a redacted copy of the investigation and told that if I would like to, I can meet with the school committee that Thursday to defend myself against this redacted 
investigatory report. And then the Friday, I was told goodbye. Wait a second. The report comes out. Had you been interviewed for the report? I was interviewed in July. Okay. And then you get this report on early in the week, and you're told you can come to the school committee to defend yourself later in the week, and they fire you? That Really? The redacted report. So I had no information, really, to go and defend myself on. Hmm. So you brought this claim. You're before the Massachusetts Commission Against Discrimination. Why are you now? There was a long time there was silence. We wanted to find out, talk to all parties at the time, and I'm not blaming you. It made sense. You weren't interested in talking uh, to anyone in the media at that time, but now you are. Tell us what's happened that's changed things. Right. I decided this year was it. I just needed to close the door, just end everything related to Amherst, tie it into a nice bow and put it aside and move on with my life. When I was terminated, um, shortly thereafter, my older brother passed away unexpectedly. Oh, I'm so sorry. And he and I were very close. And, you know, he and I always figured that it was us fighting against the world. And I had to continue that fight. I was not going to lay flat and let Amherst think that it won, especially when they did something that they should not have done. I had been building a legacy for my family. And Amherst came, they, they wrote about the businesses that I had in the hopes that people would no longer utilize my services. And a lot of people did not. A lot of people put their work with me on hold pending the results of the Title IX. A lot of people separated themselves from me because of what was done so publicly. I think I read that there was an allegation, which you say is absolutely untrue, that you were conducting your business while in your job as assistant superintendent. Right, absolutely untrue. And so, um, like I said, a lot of people separated themselves from me and my business. And I was not going to let Amherst win. I, I, they tried me in their kangaroo courts and then tried to just destroy everything I had been working for. And I said, no, no, I'm going to show them that they're not going to win. I also read that you had a child who was actually a student in Amherst Regional at the time. And in his classroom, he heard his mother, well, I in guess, his, defamed. In his classroom, in the hallways, in front of his friends, yes. Those teachers talked about his mother. Hmm. And where did that leave you? I withdrew him from the Amherst schools. What did the Title IX reports say you did? What were the accusations that you say are untrue? And would you like to respond to them? So it's interesting because... They came out and said there was a Title IX report against me. And then when they finally realized, oh, we said something wrong, then they came back and said, oh, she's being investigated for non-Title IX things. But publicly, they had already put it out there that Doreen is being investigated for Title IX-related activities, harm to students. So what did the final reports, I, I, I'd just like to find out if we could, what is it that Amherst said you did that they fired you for? And then I'd like mm -hmm. to have your response. Right. So two things. One, they said that I retaliated against a paraeducator in the school district. And what happened was that paraeducator, who also works in the middle school, had came to, uh, she had sent an email, which was the one I had talked about earlier, saying that uh, the counselor may be a bigot and didn't want to work with students um, of the LGBTQ community. 
And I sent that for Kathy Mazur to investigate. The counselor had, I mean, the um, para had also sent an email saying that she was afraid in that school, that the kids were running all over, basically running the schools. And so she left. She left the district, resigned, moved on. In September, she wanted to return. And I said, come and meet with me so that we can talk about your return. I said to her, you sent this letter saying you were afraid of the kids and how it was running in the middle school. We have positions in the high school and in the elementary school that you can choose from. So I'm already telling her, you can choose from these other positions. You don't have to go back to the middle school if you're afraid. And she said, no, she, she preferred the middle school. And I said, okay. You also wrote this email about this particular counselor. You're going to be in the middle school with her. Would you like me to facilitate uh, um, like a restorative meeting between the two of you? Because we are, are considered ourselves a district that practice restorative practices. So I said, we can have a mediation if you need it. I want you to feel safe and comfortable returning back to this building, knowing that this person is in that building with you. And she said, I said, you don't, I don't have to do it. You can, you know, facilitate whatever, whatever makes you comfortable. And she said she felt bad about sending that email about that counselor. And I said, well, what do you do when you feel bad about something? And she said, apologize. I said, Okay. Would you like me to help facilitate that conversation or is it something you'd like to have on your own? And she said, you know, yes, yeah, she'd like me to help her with the conversation. So press the speaker on my phone, my desk phone, call the counselor. And I said, what are you doing for the LGBTQ community? And they had a conversation, the two of them. And I sat right there and listened into the conversation. When they hung up from, and, and the para apologized to the counselor saying, I did not know you were doing these things. There were rumors in the middle school about you. And I should not have spread this rumor or gone by this rumor. So then when they hung up the phone, I said, are you comfortable returning? Because we can continue to do some kind of restorative work if you need it. And she said she was comfortable returning. And I said, okay, then I'll let everybody know that you will be returning. The report said that any reasonable person would believe that their job or getting the job back in the district was contingent on that, apo <laughs> on that apology. That was not true. The other thing they said was that there was an inflammatory flyer that was distributed during the May 16th meeting. The investigatory report says I did not distribute it. It says I did not create it. Yet and still, I'm fired or terminated because of it. So those are the two things they said. I, I can't let go of this question. You sort of addressed it before, but I can't let go of it because the, I, I wanted to say irony, but it's much worse than just an irony. Uh, it, your contention has been that you should not have been suspended and that um, it was a product of race. It was race-based suspension. That the one person that they targeted, you, um, was because you're an African-American woman. Um, and that's obviously incredibly troubling in the context of 
the bullying and discriminatory allegations, beginning with the graphic, before the graphic about the district. So I, I just can't really let go of on what do you base your contention, which is now before the Commission Against Discrimination, and if it goes that way, we'll be in superior court. Mm-hmm. Um, what are, what's the basis for you feeling that, that was, that's the explanation for why you were suspended? Yes. Well, I think we have Greg. We have uh, Doreen's son is taking the microphone. Uh, go ahead, Greg. Well, Greg. Uh, just really quickly, if you don't mind, because um, I, I also worked in the middle school as well. And a lot of uh, so I've worked in the district for about five or uh, five or so years uh, before this happened. And um, what was, in what capacity? So at first I was a paraeducator um, until I got my degree and you know, moved on. Um, I got a better role and that better role was actually in the middle school. And from my perspective, as an African-American male. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, from my perspective, once I got to the middle school that like, I've never had any complaints about anything I've done prior to me going to the middle school. The minute I got to the middle school, maybe two weeks in, if that, complaints started just piling up on me people and that's when my mom told me she said hey um a lot of people here don't like me so they're probably targeting you to try to get to her and I'm like oh okay that makes sense because a lot of the complaints were baseless didn't make any sense um but I think that um from my perspective once again um as to why the claim of race is is being made is because uh, if you look at it, right, uh, Michael Morris, a white man, was able to walk freely, right, and he's the superintendent. He took a leave of absence. He came back and then he resigned. Yes, yes. Um, and the same, he was resigned, and his resi- resignation was approved by the same people who ter- terminated uh, Doreen. And I think that if he is her supervisor, then how can it possibly be that? she's terminated and he's fired or, or sorry, he's terminated. She's terminated and he gets to just walk freely. You feel it's, it's obviously a disparate treatment yeah, for sure. So, um, Doreen Reyes, formerly Cunningham. Um, unfortunately we're running out of time. So I just want to give you the opportunity. Last word that you think listeners should know. That it is race based. It is religious based. It is all the things that are in the complaint that I filed are true. And the district knew that they were wrong when they started talking to the media and the community and sharing all of this information. They knew that it was false. And yet and still the other day they said, "Oh, we can't share any information because it's a personnel matter." It was a personnel matter back then. So what has changed? We've been speaking with the former assistant superintendent of the Amherst Regional School District, Doreen, then Cunningham, now Reyes, and we just are very grateful that you came, and thank you for sharing your version of this story with us. It's important. We may. I hope we get to talk with you again. We surely will, and thank you so much for having us. We'll be right back with Writer's Block. This is Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg.